Coach Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 37. Hey, look, I hope you had a really fantastic, fantastic Holy Week. Uh, Resurrection Sunday was yesterday. I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but Resurrection Sunday was yesterday a most unusual Holy Week. (laughs) I mean, uh, digitally doing Easter, digitally doing Good Friday, all that was very, very interesting this week. But I tell you what, there there was this calmness about the day about the weekend that I, I probably haven't experienced oh man in my adult life for sure it was just calm and it was quiet went for a walk you know slowed down a little bit got to do Easter service uh, with my family at home which was really interesting uh, just all in all just kind of a really really interesting weekend but it was kind of calm and quiet and and beautiful. So I hope it was a, a great Holy Week for you. I know in the midst of like what is going on, what is happening, all the other news reports that continue to come out, I just hope for you that it continues to be a time that you're learning to lean in to everything that God is trying to show us and reveal us during this time, which is a very, very interesting uh, period of time. All right. The passage, Romans 12. Uh, Verse 12 says this, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Uh, Four and a half years ago, we uh, adopted our daughter, Mika, who we love so, so very much, our sweet girl. Um, And when we adopted Mika... Uh, Mika has a a really hard story. And so um, when I would go up to her bedroom, we had learned that consistency made all the difference in in the world. It really did make a massive difference uh, in her world. And uh, so I decided I'm going to go up every night and I'm just going to make sure she knows that I love her and that God loves her. And so every night I go up and I tuck her into bed and I'd say, hey, Mika. Um, I want you to know how much does dad love you? And she would kind of use her hands and like show a very small amount. And I'd say, no, Mika, how much does dad love you? And she would just say, you know, she would show on her hands just a little bit of amount. Like if you put your two hands together, that's kind of how it was. And I would say, no, that's not right. Dad loves you this much. And I would stretch my arms out really, really big. Yeah, I love you this much, this much. And I would stretch as far as I could go with my fingers. And it would always bring a little laugh to her. And so then I'd pray with her and, and I would repeat it the next night and the next night. So I would do this for time after time after time again. She would always give the kind of the same response is that she would just show, show a little bit. So this one night, gosh, it had to be a year and a half of doing this. And one night I go, hey, Mika, how much does dad love you? And I was waiting for her to say this much, like small amount. And she goes, dad, I want you to know something. And I said, what? She goes, I love you this much. And she stretches her arms out really, really wide. And I was like, no, I love you this much. And then it turned in kind of a competition. And I walked out of the room, prayed with her, walked out of the room, and I realized something had changed. 
that consistency. She believed it. And, it. and it changed the way that she responded to me and that she had finally received that love. And I think for so many of us, we're at a love deficit with our with God the Father. Not that He doesn't love us that much, but we're still going, you know, He's coming to us, how much do I love you? And we're going, I think it's this much because we have a preconceived notion on how he loves. And here's the real interesting thing about that. It impacts everything. And that's why I think this passage is profound. It's impacting all these things. It's impacting, dramatically impacting our life. So when I initially read this passage, I got really, really excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Rejoice in hope. Yes. Be patient in tribulation. Yes, be constant in prayer. I was like, I want all those things. I want all those things. You know what I mean? I'm sure you're right now where you're at. You're like, I, I want all those things. I want to rejoice in hope. I, I want to be patient in tribulation. And I want to be constant in prayer. Maybe you kind of feel that same way today, the way I felt. But I, I started going, why isn't that the case? Okay, so if I desire those things... Why do I constantly have this thing inside of me that feels like I'm at a deficit? Like I'm missing out on something. There's some there's like this hole in my soul that I keep trying to fill with all these other things and and I just at times feel disconnected. At times I feel strong, but a lot of times I just feel like gosh, I'm I am I am not living this way and not feeling this way. So initially I, I read this passage and went, "Yes," and then I immediately went to, "Whoa." wait a second, what's going on? This is a little bit heavier in a good heavy, in a good way than, than what I had imagined. You know, I started working through and thinking through like, what hope, what is the kind of hope that would allow me to rejoice? You know, what does it mean to be patient in tribulation, patient in hard time? Am I constant in prayer. So I started working through each one of those things like, uh, you know, what hope do I really have hope and what do I have hope in? You know, as I think about tribulation, as I think about things, I would think about hard times, like, am I patiently enduring those things? Am I like constantly like, oh my gosh, get over. I'm sure some of you are feeling that right now. Like, oh my gosh, can we get through this already? And then I'm, am I constant in prayer? Do I find myself not just praying here and there, making a moment thing? Or is this something that I am, that I do, that I live out? And what I realized, that there's something deeper going on inside of me. Maybe there's something, as you're, you're kind of sitting back, I would imagine for you, there's something deeper going on inside of you. And it was this for me, and I believe it is for so many of you as well. All these things flow from an understanding that you are loved, that we have a heavenly father, right? We have a heavenly father that not only cares for us, so he doesn't just care for you, but he loves you deeply. He loves you uh, with no conditions. Unconditionally, he loves you. And so what I found to be really, really helpful as I started thinking through that, started digging through that is, oh, wait a second. I think I need to flip this passage on its head. I need to flip the script. I need to flip it upside down. And so I thought, I'm going to go and I'm going to work through this passage 
backwards. And a lot of times it's really interesting to get a different perspective, a, a different view. And so if I start backwards, it starts like this. Be constant in prayer. Be constant in prayer, Paul is telling the church. This is not a prayer time. Like it's, you know, I, I think I've told you, like I, I come out here on the front porch early in the morning and I sit out here. I'm usually out here for about an hour and a half. Sometimes I'll go for a walk and I'll go pray during, the, uh, during that walk. And if I'm not careful, I'll go, oh, that was my prayer time. That was my time that I pray. What, what, what Paul is saying is, no, 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 you're, 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 you're selling your sor- yourself short here, right? Prayer is something that is a, a life thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a part of who you are. It's a life of prayer. It's day in, day out, every moment, every situation, every high, every low, when I wake up, when I'm eating lunch, when I'm going to bed, like it is is an all-consuming kind of thing. But what we've done is we've watered it down to just a single moment in our day, which, you know, you you might want to just have that moment to be quiet and slow down, which I do. But this is more like, this is who you are. Being constant is prayer going, oh my gosh, I just want to connect with Jesus who loves me And I just want to grow in his love. That's prayer. Prayer is this, you know, when Patty and I were first dating, I I couldn't get enough of her. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't get enough talking time with her. I couldn't get enough FaceTime with her. I I couldn't, uh, I, I just always wanted to be around her. And, you know, we've been married for 21 years. We've been together for 23 years. And what happens over a period of time is that presence becomes just kind of normal. And I thought, man, you need to get back to that first love. And that love matures and it looks deeper, but that's what constant communication looks like. If I just walk around this house and go, well, Patty's here. Like, we really don't have that great of a marriage. If I go in and I go, and I'm in constant communication with Patty, I'm checking in on seeing how she's doing. I'm, I'm seeing if she's got anything for me, any insights for me. Now we're growing and developing in our relationship. This is what it means to be constantly in prayer. It is pursuing after that love relationship with God the Father. He is constantly speaking to us. He is constantly reaching out to us. It says in Revelation that he stands at the door and he knocks. He's constantly trying to get our attention, trying to get us to listen. But so often we segmented prayer, segmented prayer to uh, a moment in a day or if somebody needs needs or somebody has a need or uh, if we have a meal that we come to. So hey, at least I know breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm just kind of tossing one out there to him. And it's like, no, 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 that's not relational. This is about relationship. And Paul ends the passage talking about relationship. And I think it's interesting to go, let's start with relationship. Relationship ends up being where a lot of us end up failing miserably is we keep thinking of Jesus as a genie in a bottle. Like, just fix this. If you fix this and fix this, or we segment it to a single moment in our day. And it's like, no, be about that relationship. Be in constant communion, constant prayer with the Lord, which means don't complicate it. Don't complicate it. You ever walk outside and go, it's gorgeous outside? Just walk outside and go, wow, it's gorgeous outside. God, thank you that you created this. I see all of creation is rejoicing you and I join them in that creation. Right? That, that it's just a moment of prayer, right? I wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, God, I'm awake. Wow. It's the coolest 
thank you so much that you gave me another day. Be constant in prayer. And so what ends up happening is when we learn to be constant in prayer, it transitions to being patient in tribulation. I would imagine that many of you are learning a great amount of patience right now during this COVID-19 shutdown. I absolutely am learning a ton about patience, about slowing down, about not getting short-sighted, not just trying to get me out of here, right? I'm done with this. Yes, of course. But when there's a patience in, in tribulation, it's, it's, you have this perspective of this too shall pass. Like there's a moment in which we slow down and realize there's something more significant that is going on here. Many of us are going like, look, we're parents. We have kids in the home and we've been asked to be a homeschool teacher and we're miserable at it. And so everything is creating tension in our lives. And we're like, how do we get through this as quick as we can? Paul's going like, no, 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 be patient in hard times. Slow down, slow down, be patient with what you're going through right now. Patience in tribulation will not happen. It will not happen If we are disconnected from our relationship with our Heavenly Father, that's why being constant in prayer is so important. When we're constantly in prayer, he's slowing us down so we don't become so short-sighted, but we, we start to see him and we start to see what he's doing in the midst of really difficult times. And I know some of you are going through really hard times and I'm not downplaying those. But what I'm saying is he's calling us to be patient in the midst of that and patience in a relationship as we grow in him. And this is where Jesus has this beautiful thought in the midst of a very hard time. Not my will, but yours be done. This is a prayer which creates a movement to the cross right? It's a constant state of you are with me. And even when it's hard, I want you more than anything. I want your will more than anything, which then transitions us into rejoicing in hope, to rejoice in hope. As a result of continuing to pray and being patient in tribulation, hope arises. Hope is a reality of a truth that you are God and I am not, that you love me and that you are in control. True hope is found in in the love of the Father's uh, love for us and his plan. That's what hope is found in. Hope is found in the fact that he has a plan for us and that he loves us. All else, as the old hymn goes, is sinking sand. All else is sinking sand, but it comes through that relationship. It comes through that love relationship. And out of that love relationship, we want to communicate with him. And out of that communication, we are patient in tribulation. And as a result of being patient in tribulation, we can rejoice in hope. As we just got done celebrating Holy Week, let's embrace what a holy life looks like. It looks like Jesus who prayed continually to the Father, was patient in tribulation, and rejoiced in the hope that death did not define him, and the grave couldn't hold him, and he and the Father were one, and he has made a way for you and I to be one with him as well. So, 
If we don't know the love of the Father, all the gifts of the Father will seem like a cruel game. This is what Paul's trying to help us get to. When you have slowed down, when have you slowed down? The question is, when have you slowed down to experience the love of the Father? So, Father, you love us. And we are so grateful. Help us to live in your love continually so we can find our hope, peace, and prayer. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time.